Episode 184 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, this week, we're talking a little bit about doe management, and we also talk about, you know, we're in PA. We've, we're finally approaching the times, if you will, uh, with doe permits, uh, and we got to get our doe permits online for the first time this year. A um, little bit chaotic, but uh, we all ended up with our doe tags. So I guess worked out, all came out in the wash. Um, so we discussed that for a little bit at the beginning. If you're either not interested in that or not from PA, so again, not interested, you can go ahead and skip up to about 14 minutes, and then we'll be getting into the meat of the episode, which is dough management. And with that, let's get tuned so in. the cardinal sin. I pull up my boat, and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck, and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. What's up, everybody? Hanging out with Nick and Tom tonight. What's going on? Hey, everyone. And, Tom, oh, oh, I was going to no, say, please. I just wanted to thank Tom for hosting us again this week. Yeah, no problem. I'll do it week in and week out for you guys. We nice. appreciate it. What were you saying, Frank? Um, I don't know. I was so rudely interrupted. I threw, threw mm. off my game. You threw off my groove. Mm. Uh, I was probably going to say something about like uh, how we talked about bachelor groups of bucks last week. Yep. And uh, we're going to talk about some does this week since, you know, you got to have them both. But before we do that, Pennsylvania did something a little different. If you're from Pennsylvania or if you're a non-resident that hunts Pennsylvania or if you just listen to the podcast, you're going to hear about it. So uh, we tried something new in Pennsylvania with doe tag sales and license sales in general. Um, it used to be a mail-in process. There was no online thing you could do or in-store thing you could do to get doe tags. It yep. was all mail-in. Uh, the old pink envelopes. Exactly. Whereas most states that every other state that I have hunted, uh, you just buy that shit over the counter. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Or you can go online. You can go to any store, buy them over the counter, or do it online, get your tags right away. There's no sending in. Yeah, because I mean, some of the hunts we've gone on, um, we've been in some seriously remote towns if you will mm -hmm. and there's not any sports stores or any or walmarts to get a hunting license so we would just buy them online ahead yeah. of time print them off and it was no big deal yeah that's what i did like even in florida with my gator license i did i just went online god i never had to go to a store and do anything yeah i think uh maryland i think we just printed them online mm -hmm. um that was the same yeah. with nebraska we just printed it off before we even went out there you just had to have a printer at your house and you could print it off. Nice. Or go to your local library that has a printer. Exactly. I bet you nobody does that. 
printer. Not everyone's <laughs> got an at-home printer. Yeah, that's true. But if you do, I got the ink for it. Yeah, he Way, do, way to plug, Tom. <laughs> Braille Enterprises, give him a call. As you say, yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Braille Enterprises. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what uh, thoughts? How do we feel about the new process in Pennsylvania? It was kind of goofy, in my opinion. So, I think, um, well, just for starters, I got my dough tag. Yeah, um, I did too. So, I did too. at the end of it, I got my dough tag. And faster than you would have gotten it by yeah. mailing it in. Yes. Um, I will admit, I think they could have done better on informing everybody how it was going to go Monday morning. Yeah, um, I was taken because, off guard a bit. By so it. you had no idea. You couldn't look at the website or anything until 8 o'clock Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And If you did go on, there was just a timer counting down till 8 o'clock. Yeah, and you didn't know what was going to happen after that, like what information you needed, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anything. So I'm waiting and, you know, it started at eight o'clock. So I'm sitting at my desk by seven 55 and I'm just sitting there waiting, you know, mm-hmm. figure it's going to take me just a couple minutes to get through right at eight o'clock. Boom. I go in and I am 16,000 in line right at eight o'clock. Yeah. I got lucky. I was only 2,800 in line. Yeah. So I'm like, but the, but the whole idea of like being in line, yes. nobody knew was coming as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I thought it was going to be like how every other online state is. You just go on, you put in your information, you get your license, you get your tags, and that's that. I didn't think it was going to be a person-by-person person It was process. like going to the meat counter and pulling your ticket. Exactly. Like, you got a number and you sat and waited for your number to get well, called. And the thing is, like the other issue I had with it is that it was only by email that you could be notified. Mm-hmm. Every other website that you're, that you're talking like notifications, you can gives get a text message. Text message. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and I personally, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I got a frog in my throat. I personally know somebody that was right around 10,000 came in right at eight o'clock, got 10,000, um, happened to not have service when his time came up. By the time he got service again, his 10 minute window to do it was gone and he had to start over at like 125,000 in line. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I feel like if they would have informed people that, hey, this is how it's going to go, that you're going to, you know, log on, you're going to get a place in line. I think there wouldn't have been nearly the panic that uh, ensued at eight o'clock Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And the amount of like every sports store, people were like lined up like Black Friday waiting. I, everyone that I talked to that, tried to go to a store like Austin went to Edinburgh Outdoors and uh, Jim Bushek said he went to Walmart and lines were out the door around the building. You know, it was ridiculous the number of people that were going in stores to try to do it and, you know, the people yeah. online doing it as well. Um, which I, I think re- it's just that panic of, mm. oh my, I might not get a dough tag. So mm. everybody was trying to do it at the exact same time. Yeah, because like when you mail it in, everyone mails it in on you know the friday that it's due or what you know whatever day it's due it's usually due on a monday so people mail it on friday um so you still have that big surge but you don't feel it when it's through the mail yeah it just goes to where you know wherever the local place is that, yeah and then and the it takes a couple the weeks deal with all of the envelopes coming in yeah they probably got tired of that <laughs> like you know how can we not deal with this well and then you're waiting a couple of weeks to find out if you even got your dough tag and then, mm-hmm. you know, additional time to get the dough tag. So I think this 
in the long run, it, like or not even in the long run, but like it does shorten your time up a little oh, bit. Oh, no doubt. It was, I don't want to make it sound like I'm against it. I, if we do this every year, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. I, I like this more than the sending in the envelope. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it was just the initial not knowing what to expect from it. And having so much experience hunting other states and knowing what their process is and then coming blindly into this, I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we doing it this way? I think, you know, and if you would have went to the store and there weren't the lines, it would have been just like every other state. Yeah. Literally just boom, boom, boom. But the difference is like, you know, I hunt New York. Um, just as much as I hunt PA, mm-hmm. doe tags never sell out anywhere I'm at. Like yeah. I, I've every year since I started hunting New York, I have gotten two doe tags. Mm-hmm. PA always like in, especially in the unit we're in, always sells out of doe tags. So I yes. think that's what the, where the panic came from, mm-hmm. where everybody's like, I need to be on at eight o'clock. And well, and another thing with that is, you like we're in one B. Yeah, you get put in line with the whole state. Yeah, you got people from five C that there's ten hunters in the whole. Yeah, and WMU. you're in line behind them. So yeah. w- it would be nice if they could kind of do it. If they're gonna do it the same way, do it by your management unit. That way, you don't have hundreds of thousands of people in front of you in line mm-hmm. when all you care about is one B. Yeah, I don't see them going away from the online sales. They're like it may get tweaked the system, but we're I not hope going. they do tweak it. But I, I don't think you'll ever see the pink envelopes in PA again. No, I've I seen just... many people request that they just get their pink envelope. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's coming back. Yeah, I just think they need to up the number of doe license availability. That way, there's not this panic that I need to do it at eight o'clock or I'm not going to get it. Well, the reason they have the number is it's not like just an arbitrary number. They look at the deer herd and what they want taken out of the herd here i gotta yeah but if you look at what a healthy deer herd is they say the magic ratio yeah. is like two to one or one to one mm-hmm. show me even... an area yeah. where that is the ratio i have mm-hmm. a hot take here what let is me it? let me guys or let you what are you saying you should want... let tom keep talking no <laughs> uh what if so this is piggybacking off of tom's doe license uh increase mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that get doe tags every year that don't shoot does. Yeah. What if, if you go three years without filling your doe tag, you get put to the bottom of the list and you only get access on the second round? So it would be more like a point. I it guess it wouldn't not be even a, point like a point system. system but, but if you're not utilizing that tag every year, mm-hmm. you lose your privilege to be in the first round. Well, I know some people that do that on purpose. They get yeah. a doe tag knowing they're not going to shoot one just so someone else can't shoot the doe. Yeah. They just don't so, want someone to have the tag. How do you guys feel about like some sort of regulation where it's like, okay, if you don't turn in a harvest report, you know, which I mean could also. Well, how is it going to stop someone from turning in a false harvest report? Yeah. If you get a tag. The and, honor system. Yeah. They're already so honorable. I don't. I feel like you couldn't enforce that well enough for it to work. Yeah, if someone really wanted to get a doe tag just to make it so someone else can't, it would take about two minutes to go online and report a doe kill. Yeah, and they don't what if come you had out to, and check. What if you had to like take a picture with the doe with the newspaper? That's not going to happen. Could. It no, won't. It, it won't. It, but I mean, like I said, happen. it was just something I'm thinking of here, like, because it, it is frustrating mm-hmm. knowing how many people just buy the tag so 
a doe can live. Yeah. And, I, and I, whatever. Um, I think doe numbers are way out of whack. Yes. I think that's sort of an old school thought that you shouldn't yeah, shoot Yeah, but that old school, those old school people are the ones teaching the youth today. I know that, but a lot of people our age aren't against shooting does like... I shoot a doe every year. Yeah, I do too. I'm all about it. I think it's very good for the population to shoot does. It's good and good for you. <laughs> that's a fact. And yeah. it's a good way to stay in shape. That's true. But yeah, um, I just... I think that is more of an old school mentality that don't shoot does. And if you get a doe tag, thank God, because now someone else can't shoot a doe. I, which I completely disagree with it, but I think it is a school of thought that you have to deal with. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but I think Pennsylvania is definitely trending in the right direction with how they're doing things. But it's always blown my mind that Pennsylvania is like the biggest hunting state in the country. And they're so far behind on making things convenient and easy for hunters. Like Sunday hunting. Yeah, exactly. We get, That's ooh. a very, very prime example. <laughs> yeah. But I guess should we dive into the meat here on the podcast? Might as well. Mine is well. All right. Tom, this was kind of your idea to bring up um, with uh, doe management. You know, it's pretty much right in line with the doe tag. Yeah, we, we kind of let into it good. We'd lead in or we'd intro with some doe tag chatter and just go right into the doe management and that's something that i have not been doing my part in you have not the past tom's one of those guys that would have lost his doe privilege (laughs) no i shoot a doe here and once in a while like if one like in it's my birthday if it's smoked pole season Mm -hmm. yeah I'll, i'll shoot a doe or up at morrison where they are actively trying to manage the property and get that perfect ratio i help with the doe management there but when we we don't do any sort of management on the properties we hunt not enough for you to care anyway See, that's the thing it's my property (laughs) tom (laughs) runs the show and i i look at it and this is probably the wrong way to look at it but i'm going to be honest with you guys i look at shooting a doe as work yeah it i mean don't get me wrong I, I do get excited, but I don't get like the heavy breathing in the shakes like I do when a buck's coming in. Like I, I get excited to shoot a doe, but mm-hmm. then like afterwards I'm like, yeah, I gotta get the cutting block out, gotta get the knives out. It's a lot of a work. lot of dishes. Yeah. And but then I moved out of my parents' house. <laughs> and food is not free. It's not cheap either. Yeah, as soon as you did that, now you have the rule that we're not allowed to shoot bucks until we shoot yeah, a doe. Yeah, Tom, Tom has now... Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom has uh, submitted a legislature change at yeah. camp to make it an earn-a-buck property. It's like a on-your-honor earn-a-buck property. Yeah, if you see a big buck, you can shoot it, but yeah. you better shoot a doe after. Well, that, that has nothing to do with me... Wanting deer meat to fill my yeah. freezer. That came post season yeah. when we did our final card poll, and I think we got one trail cam photo with what like twelve doe mm-hmm. and one food. I'm like, okay, we got to do this something is out about of hand. this. <laughs> and the past several years, we really have been trending in the right direction at our headquarters, getting more bucks and bigger bucks. And I think that doe management is just gonna help that. Yeah. It's a necessary part of the management process. Yeah. So that's why we're going to, on your honor, earn a buck. Yeah. 
So with this uh, on your honor, earn a buck, and your newfound love for dough management, um, what would you say, or when do you plan to kill a doe? Like during, like with throughout the season, when do you feel like is the best time to do it? I'm gonna try and get it done early archery season, and reason being is. If you shoot them post rut, like rifle season, mm-hmm. that doe could potentially be carrying a button buck that mm-hmm. could grow or into two. another buck. Yeah, the following years. Yeah. So I think instead of killing three animals with one shot, it's best to just kill one. Yeah, because the buck that bred that doe is going to breed another doe yeah whether that doe you killed is there or not if you kill her before the rut he's going to breed someone yeah just because you killed that doe he's not like ah well my girlfriend's gone i guess i'm just going to mope around all the rut yeah there's a a lot of debate on what you just said there um and and i don't a hundred percent believe either way like the whole idea of shooting it after they've been bred versus shooting before because whether you shoot it before or after you've taken the chances of that deer having fawns away regardless of when you shot it. But the difference is if it's there to be bred, you know, in early archery, it most likely will be bred. And if you kill it ahead of time, like before they get bred, that buck will just go breed a different doe versus, you know, if if a buck's going to breed six does throughout the rut, and I'm just throwing a number out there. Yeah. It's going to find six does. Now, if you take one of those six and kill it after it's been bred and after the rut, the doe, the buck is not going to go breed another doe, you know, in December, yeah. most likely just to, oh, you know, that one got killed. I got to go gotta do go this again. my sixth again. Yeah. So I kind of fall in the middle, but I'm more in agreement with you where I think earlier is better. Yeah. Because if it's already bred, you are 100% killing two three animals mm-hmm. if it has anim- you know if it's got babies inside it you are killing three animals yeah if you I kill also it before, don't ever want to have to gut a, a doe and deal with that either the only time i ever had to do that was in north carolina hmm. and it, it's yeah weird. i won't i would say i won't go into detail on it but everybody knows yeah. what i'm talking about yeah um yeah what i was if you kill it before it gets bred you are killing one animal Mm. No doubt, there's you can't yep. slice it any other way. You just killed one animal. If it's after it's bred, you've killed two or three. Yeah, and like you said, it's the buck's gonna breed the does. Whether you if you kill that one before, it's gonna breed all the does. It's yeah. gonna breed. Yeah, that's what they're gonna do. They're not gonna slow down on their breeding because you killed a doe. And we talked with Scott Thompson. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. Probably he was talking about how if you kill those does before you kind of up the rut activity because mm-hmm. there's fewer does to yes. breed so the bucks are going to do more rutting activity and that one that makes them easier to kill and they're going to breed more does yeah if they're uh, so nonchalant about it because there's does running everywhere they, they can may relax. have no reason to get up yeah, yeah. exactly um another reason i and i and i know i've mentioned it on the podcast a couple times um but another big reason i like to get it done the first week if I can, is just for the practice. Um, I, I think you can shoot at a target all day long, but until you have to draw back on a living animal, it's different. Yes. Um, and if if you look at, you know, the average bow hunter, 
they're not killing a buck every single year. Exceptional mm. ones are, but that's still one buck a year that you're like you're drawing back on a live animal. Yeah, you can double that or triple it by shooting a doe or two with your bow. Mm-hmm. And it just you can get. Oh my goodness, I keep getting a frog in my throat. Quit What's saying about that. It? Just, <laughs> just move on. <laughs> um, but you just you get way more experience quicker yes. by shooting does with your bow. Yeah. And like you said, shooting a target is not the same as shooting at a deer. So if you shoot, the only time you shoot at a deer is at a buck. You're doing it once every two, three years. Yeah. That's not enough practice at shooting a real animal to think you're going to be perfect every time you do it. Yeah. And and it's impossible to be perfect, but the more practice you get, the better. And that's, I've been an advocate to shoot does with your bow often. Mm-hmm. You know, as many tags you have, fill them as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Other reason is I like to get it done out of the way and then I can focus on my bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, if the later you go into October and you get closer to the rut, the more anxious I am about shooting a doe with a buck behind it by 50 yeah. yards, you mm-hmm. know, 60 yards, just out of sight. I shoot a doe and then all of a sudden there was a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same way. I so, like to get it out of the way early. So when I know the bucks are going to be cruising, I'm not going to fling an arrow and then watch antlers go running the other way because I yeah. just shot a doe. Yeah, I try and burn up my doe tags as fast as I can. Usually the past three years, I think, I, first week. Just mm-hmm. get them done and move on. Yeah. And then you're you're like the first guy at deer camp with deer bologna or sausage or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys want deer steaks fresh off the farm? Yeah, and you just got the bragging rights. You know, you're the first one to get it done. No one else knows what the hell they're doing. They can't get the job yeah. done. Yeah, you could be on the podcast for you know deer camp series yeah. action. Always fun to kick that off. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It's coming up quick. Yeah, I'm excited to have. I'm, I'm probably gonna have two or three deer camp series with with the traditional equipment this year. I hope so. I, that would be crazy if I killed three deer with that this year. I'm hoping for one. Um, one would make me very very happy. I've got a hard change I want to make here, but I want to make sure that everybody's... Is there any more comments on the does and doe management? Well, I think one very important thing that we didn't touch on um, that has to deal with doe management is food. Because hmm. that, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, but they say, you know, you got all the does and you're going to have all the bucks. But if you have all of the does, well, guess what? They're going to eat all the food. And the buck's not going to stick around. He's going to go elsewhere to find food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might in the rut have new bucks come onto your property chasing doe, but they're not going to live there on your property if there's if every food plot is just pounded to the dirt by doe and there's nothing for them to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you can take some of the does off your property, that will give you more food, more nutrients for the bucks to mm-hmm. stick around. It all just kind of circles back to like you started saying with that magic ratio being two to one or one to one, the closer you can get to that, the better off you are. And Mm -hmm. you're never going to get to that. We don't have enough tags to do that, but every deer you take off helps get closer to that ratio. Yeah. Well, what is your, Oh, Tom actually just made it less of a heart. No, Tom made it. Maybe we could do a frog gigging episode sometime. Uh, no, Tom made it a less hard transition bringing up the food sources. Um, I thought it would be fun, maybe a little bit defeating, 
to talk about a little update on our food plot situation. It's looking bleak. Why? Everything looks amazing except the corn. That's, that's yeah, I was basically I meant the corn. I, yeah, I yeah, the, uh, that's the what I'm mainly good, referring to is yeah, the I wanted you to and the touch on look great. Yeah, yeah, I wanted you to touch on um, cuz we talked about your decoys and all that a couple weeks ago your crows. Yeah, how I wanted to kind of talk about how well they worked and what our plans are moving forward as we get closer to the season. So, the corn, let me tell you. It came up nice. And just long, not long after it came up nice, the birds moved in and plucked almost every stalk out of the ground. Mm -hmm. I love how much bird shit is on your crow decoys. Yes. (laughs) Like it was like, did nothing. All I can think of is that old, that little video from Vine. Get shit on. Like that's literally. (laughs) It's those crow decoys are to scare away the crows. Blackbirds don't give a shit. No, they really don't. Actually, they had a lot of shit to give all over those decoys. Yeah. So, kind of pissed you off. And me. But <laughs> I think we're just going to fucking rototill it under and plant turnips because <laughs> well, those never, always grow up good. We have, we're going to go up next week, and you never know. The roots may still grab into the dirt and come up a little bit. We should know by yeah. the time we'll, we go We'll make a final week. decision yeah. next week. But, uh... Yeah. Other than that, though, beans look good. Clover looks good. The clover is insane. I can't yeah. believe it's how like good the elbow clover. deep. Yeah. Well, it was, and I mowed it. But yeah, but that's back. good for it. And the amount of four leaf clovers in there mm-hmm. is wild. Sign of a lot of nutrients in the ground. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that actually a thing? Makes sense to me. All right. But yeah, so going to be a lot of food, should be a lot of dough. We should be able to manage them very well. Get our dough allotment out of the way nice and early. Oh, everybody's on Ernabuck. I'll be flinging arrows I left a, and right. I got a question, Tom. Is it Ernabuck per season? I think it's per buck tag. Per buck tag. So that essentially oh, that is per season. Two a year. Yeah, that's what so I like meant when I meant. Or one in archery, one in yeah, archery. I meant, I when you I said double season, down in early archery. I, yeah, I guess I was, when I said seasons, I was meaning archery then rifle. Okay. So you're saying one doe per buck tag. I, th- I think one doe each is good. And then you can, can shoot two bucks. But we'll if you shoot the second one, then you got to come back in late season, muzzleloader, and shoot another one. At least try to. Put in your due diligence. Yes. We don't try to anything. We just do it. <laughs> just do it. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up there, huh, Tommy? Yep. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes. Here Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in for another episode of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. You guys all know what to do. Get outside.